Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we watched two things this week, starting with episode four of The Book of Boba Fett. Spoiler alert for that one. And then we watched a film called Brazen, which is on Netflix, and spoiler alert for that, but there's a good chance that a lot of you have not watched that film yet, so I'm going to give you a brief synopsis. It's based on a Nora Roberts romance novel called Brazen Virtue, and this is the official description. Prominent mystery writer and crime expert Grace, played by Alyssa Milano, hurries back to her family home in Washington, D.C. because her estranged sister summons her. When her sister is killed and her double life as a webcam performer is revealed, Grace ignores the warnings of cool-headed detective Ed and gets involved in the case. So, spoiler alert for that, technically speaking, but it's a wild one. I, I hope you enjoy our conversation around it. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion, as there are a couple of follow-up points. And without further ado, here's We're Watching What? All right, kicking things off, Book of Boa Fett, episode four. I will cede the floor to you both. What did you think? I love it. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it, it continues to not be without its flaws, I guess, but I'm, I'm really excited for it, and I'm excited for the next episode more so than I have been any other so far okay Jackie I, I think it's fun but the weird part is like what happens and it doesn't stick with me very well so because I watch it like on a Tuesday night and then we don't talk about it for like a week mm -hmm. I'm I don't usually remember what happens so I don't know I guess that says something the first line in my notes is bontha tongue <laughs> I know that was, that was weird. too much bontha tongue I know I know we're anti-bontha death but there was a lot of, I'm glad that we're getting like the practical ones again yeah. for the most part. But I was just like, this is slightly unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit much. And I didn't need the Lassie moment. It was a little like, or not Lassie, but what's what's the reference it, for when you abandon Is it Old Yeller? Old Yeller. Yeah. yeah, the be free, the free willy. We'll go with the free willy moment. Yeah, like, that's sure. It. That's I mean, one where they, you know, the at least willy I was die. I was happy for willy, but this was just like, no. Like, you know, I mean, hopefully, the, hopefully it'll be off to have a better life, but. Yeah, I was, it was like, it's better than like, getting murdered. Well, no, yes, it is. But I just, I felt like that they had bonded. And so it, was just, it felt more like a dog to me than Free Willy yeah. needed to be freed from that MC rule, apparently. Yes, I mean, we're continuing rules. the, like, animal bonding, you know, yeah. nature theme, etc. And as someone who cares about animals more than most people, than I care about most people, I always just am sad for animals in every situation, even if they are completely not real. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. My other notes include Sarlacc tongue. <laughs> yeah. A lot, of, a lot of tongues in this episode. Of course, it's not dead. Dumb rat catcher droid chase. I, this episode felt like it was all over the place and it was like four different episodes jammed into one tonally because you've got all the black chrysanthemum. Is that how you say his name? Chrysanthemum? Yeah, I think so. I don't really know. But sure. Yeah. All the black croissant um, Wookiee, you know, stuff in the bar, which I actually thought was Fun. See, that was my base. My favorite part is I love the bar sequence. Like, that yeah, was but what I that's what I remember. Because when you guys are talking about the tongues, I that does not stick with me. I don't know what happened. But then there's the, like the dumb, you know, we got to break in and we got to get a ship back. And, you know, then there's this like zany chase around a kitchen with a, a chef droid. And I'm like, what show are we watching here? What what tonally are you trying to do? And why is it not consistent through the entire you know, episode. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I look at it and I'm kind of, I think also because the show is is giving me so many Return of the Jedi vibes just because of the Tatooine-ness and sure. Jabba's Palace and all that. You look at like something like that film and you look at the battle for Endor juxtaposed. Why can't I say the word? Juxtaposed? Juxtaposed. <laughs> it's like, why am I adding syllables here? <laughs> juxtaposed to one of the darkest 
if not the darkest lightsaber duels I think we have in the Star Wars universe. Sure. Happening at the very same time, you know, mixed with the Rancor scene right after we have to watch the Max Rebo band and like whatever play this like ridiculous, do, do, like, do, do, do. you know, like, well, not even Max, I guess it's not Max, it went in Jobs Palace when they're, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, doing yeah. the, and then in the 1997 release with those singers and stuff. We don't know. We don't. But even without them, it's like there's so much hokiness and playfulness mixed with some of the darker material we've had in the Star Wars universe at that time. And I'm not saying they're doing that flawlessly here because I was rolling my eyes in the droid chase too. I was just like, this is silly. When the little thing shut itself down, I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I thought but, it was so funny. It was sad <laughs> for him. But I was kind of happy because uh, he didn't you know. die. But then I was yeah. like, oh, I hope someone comes and turns him on soon. He'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, was, I mean, it was silly, but I, but I had fun yeah. with it. And that's the thing. is like I have fun in every every episode, but I guess the details aren't sticking with me for whatever reason. So I think that it's just like fun pop for me, but it's not like I'm not invested. I sure. It's it's very much not appointment television for me, which is, you know, it's not a bad thing. I almost feel like I like this episode a little bit more, but I don't I don't know if I'm just sort of giving up on it or just like trying to, you know, be more or maybe I just have stopped caring. And I'm just like, all right, it is a thing I watch once a week. I don't feel as invested in it. I'm gonna keep watching like, it. Like that's where I we're really, at. Yeah, hey, your expectations think, are probably lowered, right? Yeah, Since, totally. You know. I think the Tuscan Raider episode was still my favorite. I really loved learning about their culture and and that whole thing. And I hope it becomes important soon. We're gonna take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. And again, this is you know I don't have knowledge of the extended stories and stuff like that, but I do feel like a lot of the things are just very obvious. Like from the moment we met Black Chrysanthemum and he let him go, I was like, okay, cool, he's going to join him. And lo and behold, you know he has been hired. I know there was probably a lot of exciting things in terms of the you know preparing for war and the families and all that stuff, but and I would apply this to any sort of mafia esque thing I watch. I'm like, Meh. okay, have at. I really liked how many different aliens we had at the table, all the different races and stuff. I thought that was really cool because sometimes they default to a lot of humanoid looking things. And so I was mm-hmm. excited to see a diverse group of people hanging out. Yeah. What are the ones with the mask faces? The pikes. The pikes. When they, when they show up, I'm always like, okay, those were the easiest to do because it's just a mask, right? <laughs> like you don't have to do like complicated makeup on all of the. Until they take their mask off and it's like. <laughs> I completely forgot that Fennec had like a robot abdomen. I because I, I was like, oh, oh, she's being invaded, and then I was like, wait, I think we've seen this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't know like she wakes up with him, I guess, right? We didn't know like the whole circumstances, so right. it's kind of cool to see that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't yeah. think because I mean, she shows it in Mandalorian, so I guess I assume yeah. that she, had right. gotten, whoever you know at the time, had gotten her fixed somehow. But I didn't, you know, right. this whole mod shop thing. But yeah, I, I think I've said it before. But to your point. Dana, about like you're saying the mafia stuff. I, I like mafia stuff fine. I'm not, I don't live for it, but I like it well enough. But yeah, it's, it's something about in the Star Wars universe. I love, I love the underbelly in Star Wars. Like I love the stories that I love the crime syndicates, obviously, but I just really, really like get into the stories that are, be, that are just like, you know, this is actually like the gangs and stuff. And this is, it's not everything is Jedi and Sith. And sure, I really yeah, like yeah. that. And that's why I will ride and ride and die for Solo forever. <laughs> I love that movie. And I, and I will say that forever I think because every time I watch it I think I love it more but it's because partly because of that reason that it's just I like getting that stuff into the movies and at that time when that movie came out I wasn't nearly as well versed on the comics and books part of the canon universe of Star Wars because I wasn't reading nearly as many of them at the time Mm -hmm. and now I I have read a 
ton of them. But at that time, that's what kind of deepened my, I loved the huts, but that's what deepened my love before, until I watched Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff and got more into Pikes and things like that too. But I, I it's just, like, it's really just feeding me everything I love. I want, I'm, I want a Madame Garza show. I love her. I did like that exchange, that whole scene. Again, I, we've already touched on it briefly, but you know, her sort of talking him down yeah. and Boba Fett just being like, you tried. Like, <laughs> like, like a show about like the the bar and you know what happens there and like all the people. I think that would be really interesting and fun. When she was yeah. like, hit it, Max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you for confirming it's Max Rebo because I really appreciated that. Oh, oh God. Yeah, that's true. What if they'd be like, no, it's we Max knew. Rebo junior it's it's you know hacks grebo <laughs> like, right yeah that's yeah. it but i love yeah. i loved her i loved her outfit too i have to say yeah i, yeah. I, I just I like, love pageant her. queen over here i mean uh, jennifer beals forever forever and mm-hmm. always. i just i just want yeah i want more yeah. of her obviously but i mean because i still don't find boba the character all that interesting if we're being no. honest with each other like he's just not i don't I don't know. They're trying to make me care. And I'm caring more than I did before. I mean, I used to actively dislike him. So, I mean, we're making progress, (laughs) you know, for sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I just really want the show to be more well-rounded. Like I want, I want stories about the side characters. I want to know, you know, and that, and it's unfair because the show is literally called Book of Boba. So there's no way, you know, they, they told us that it wasn't going to be about anyone else, but I, I want some stories. Yeah, I guess for me, like, the biggest question I kind of have about it is, where is it going? I mean, I know where it's going, right? It's going to be about this sort of power grab, you know, whatever. But I just, I guess, and again, this is more of a, a me needing to adjust my expectations thing, but I just thought it was going to be about more, right? And and Matt, to your point, you're right. Like, with stories we've had have been about Jedi. And even though The Mandalorian is called The Mandalorian, like, I watch it for Baby Yoda. <laughs> and also, where is that going? Like, what does that mean for the Force? What does that mean for this, you know, whole group of people who have seemingly been obliterated from the world? You know, like, what? where are we going with this? And I don't know where Boba Fett connects to the rest of that, but I don't know if it has to, is the point. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to lead, especially with the music cues at the end of this episode, I think it's going to lead pretty directly into season three of Mando. But yeah, I think that what's interesting about what you just said, and I totally do agree with you here, is that, you know, when you look at a show like Mandalorian and you, you go and you're like, okay, well, what, what's it about? What's the big narrative? What, what makes me care so much? And it's just because everyone in the world, including myself, fell madly in love with this puppet child. And so <laughs> it creates these stakes where I'm like, yes, I actually really do like Din as a character as well. But it's something where it's it's this episodic gunslinger kind of Western style show. And the, the thread through the whole thing is really just like, make sure the baby is safe. Because if the baby's not safe, I'm not okay. So it's that kind of thing where it creates <laughs> that, that stress and tension for the viewer. Whereas oh, yeah. this, you know, whether you care about Boba or not, the, the main thing as far as the, the, the thread for the whole thing is making, it has, you have to care a lot about where it leaves Boba. You know, and it's and it's a character. And so I think you have to keep yeah. Like the thing is, is like you have to care about him because, like, at the end of the day, like it's it's his story, and like, you know. But well, and the thing is, is like I care about him. Too. I care about him mildly. I I don't care that much about Boba, but it's yeah, it is my my other the things that I'm hoping for that are really and that I do love in the universe that are making this very appealing to me. But if those things were absent from it and it just was, okay, how's Boba Fett? I wouldn't care as much either. Yeah. It's funny because I'm like thinking about, it, I'm like, okay, if you bumped off 
you know, Din, I'd be okay. But if you take out Baby Yoda, I'll come for you. It's over. You know? yeah, no, it's over. It's, yeah. It's absolutely we revolt. Like, I mean, we did almost lose him, right? And then they did this sort of like Deus, you know, miracle third hour or whatever it is, saving yeah. him. Thing it, was the worst, it was the worst week of our entire lives, I think. I don't of our entire lives. And I felt confident they wouldn't kill him, but I was just kind of like, I couldn't. And I just don't know how so they're going to keep him around in this third season. So it's very stressful. Yeah. Uh, well, Speaking of ways to keep him around, brief. I, I mean, unless anyone has any closing thoughts on Boba Fett. I mean, I'm, I mean, I, are you are you guys looking forward to Mando hopefully appearing in the next episode? It, I'm hoping that it's not just because she's like, oh, if you have the money. I'm hoping it's not just about trying to hire Din, but also like I'm. I think this is such an opportunity for some other really cool bounty hunter cameos. Like I think if we got like a live action Cad Bane. I don't know if you know who he is. Mm-hmm. Things like that. I would love for a little a little retcon on Ara Singh's fate. And she would be, she's dead in the universe because uh, what's his face and Solo had killed her. They said that, but I would love if he didn't, if he thought he killed her. And, you know, she's the bounty hunter who essentially trained Boba Fett in the ways of bounty hunting. So it would be a really cool kind of thread to bring in. I'm still holding out hope that my Crimson Dawn is going to appear. I hope that Garza is an agent of Crimson Dawn. I hope she's behind all of yes, this. Yes, 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 yes. Obviously, this gang, as Fennec points out, this gang who Boba, in one of the coolest things ever, Boba goes and guns down without a speeder bike. So I thought that was so cool. And Fennec's look of just kind of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, when they, that, that that shot, it was just so cool. It's so satisfying. But I think that they're being framed, obviously. I think they're bad, but they didn't kill the Tuscans, I don't think. You know, right. so I think it's something where we keep seeing Garza, and she's not that important to the story. Except for like it's Jennifer Beals and I want to see her every day. But other than that, she's not all that important. So I would love to see that she's pulling all these threads. Well, she's not that important yet. Right? That's what I mean. It's yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. Like, well, she just owns the bar. Okay. But she's clearly has a way. She gets what she wants. She has a way with words. It was showing us, even though Chrysanthemum didn't listen to her, he damn near did. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> murder her. Know? So, you but know, it's, yeah, yeah. he might listen he to just, someone. He just, <laughs> He, just he stopped the one arm, yeah. just the one yeah. arm. Yeah, he and stopped. He but he was he stopped his rampage and then just killed that one. It was like, okay, I'm done. No, I've I've you gotten know? villain vibes from her from the beginning, so I'm just hoping that we get. And I'm hoping her. she's an agent of Crimson Dawn. I just I would love uh, it. And honestly, that would be amazing. <laughs> if my girl, I, I if 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 my girl Kira appears here, I'm just I'm just throwing this out there. If we get Dan and he's he's here as this black you know dark saber and stuff and whatever like she knows Terrace Carsey which is like so cool and like I you know seeing her fight him or anybody else I just I can't wait I just want you to know the last like 60 seconds or 90 seconds you may as well have been speaking like finished to me because I'm like "Uh Mm, those are names that's a that's a thing well Um, you know Kira and Solo Amelia Clark's character and she knows Terrace Carsey which they say in Solo but obviously if you have only seen it once you wouldn't remember yeah I've got I was like Dan that's a name I know I actually I didn't I didn't pick up on the music cue but I well in, in Crimson Dawn is like a villain that gets introduced in Solo but it has to do with Darth Maul and there's like a whole kind of, but we never got the second solo movie because no one really liked the movie, unfortunately. Except for Matt. Well. Except for me. I liked yeah, it too. I don't love it as much as he yeah, does. You don't, say, like yeah, it. You, you don't defend um, it as much as. Uh, Crimson Dawn is one of the five crime syndicates. And, okay. and, and during, during the events of the original trilogy, Kira is its leader. And okay, so. Sure. That's where right now, if she's alive, which we don't know yet in the comics because they haven't gotten there, but if she's alive still, she would presumably still be running it. 
and I will say because I'm a freak, I noticed right off the bat, but if you listen to the Boba Fett theme, the music, there's parts of it very specifically are exactly the music in Dryden Voss's ship, his Crimson Dawn vessel in Solo. And I'm like, oh, so this whole time I'm just like, Crimson Dawn is coming. I just, it has to be. Interesting. The only I'm thing excited. I picked up from the music is like that it starts as like sort of the Mandalorian theme and then it goes super, super, yeah. like it was, the Mandalorian theme is pretty Western, but it goes yeah. like hardcore, variant Western. Well, but another series I do want to talk about because I do think it has to do with the extended universe and all that stuff. And and I assume you two are very excited about this is that Mary Elizabeth Winstead is joining Ahsoka. I'm so excited. Yes. Yeah, which I was like, I you know, she and, and Ewan are at least share a child. So, you know, it's like a fun little Star Wars family connection there. Yeah. I, I don't know who she's going to be playing. I'm sure you two have guessed. <laughs> I, I was hoping Ventress was what I was thinking, but obviously we haven't, we don't know. Right. If you, Who was your dream ca- casting for her to be playing? For me, my first gut initially was I wanted to play Hera Syndulla, um, this okay, character yeah. in Rebels. She's an amazing character. I love her, and I was hoping it would be her. And then I thought about it, and, you know, knowing we're getting into Admiral Thrawn, uh, a character that, Dana, you would know of, right? Because you read the first season. Yes, I read the book. first one, yeah. So Aralani. I thought that would be kind of cool. The mm-hmm. other um, mm-hmm. you know, commander, uh, she's such a cool character. And I thought that'd be kind of neat if she wanted to go evil. But I I hadn't considered this, but, and I don't know if they would do this, but I saw a random thing where someone was posting and saying, what if she was playing Leia? Oh, I don't. I don't know that they would do that, but she doesn't exactly, not. she is not exactly someone who couldn't be made to look like her, you know? So I, so it's yeah. interesting, but I, I hope not to, I, I have to say, I hope not just because nothing against her abilities as an actress. I just don't think we need that. I don't think we should do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't but, think we should go there with that character anymore. Yeah. yeah. But she could also be someone entirely new. The thing is, too, is, like, we do I see just... that the, the Tregruchas, like, like uh, Ahsoka's species, a race, I guess, we do see them in, like, Clone Wars and stuff, but not a lot, not a ton. Mm-hmm. There was a Jedi in, in the prequels that was that, you know, like her as well. But I wondered, I was like, you know, we don't know. She might go to her, meet more of her people, like all kinds of different stuff that we were going to explore here. And so it could be a totally new character. Yeah. But, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah. I just given <laughs> yeah. the way that they are like. <laughs> I honestly think if it was a new character, they would have just said new character mm-hmm. instead of just not telling us who she is. Right. But because like, there's just, I don't know, we have no idea where the show is really going to go and what they're going to do. So it's, it's, you know, it's hard. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting, but it's, it, you know, that's sort of where, going back to why I wanted to bring it up is because, okay, like, that show is one that gets to explore where the Jedi are doing, or what the Jedi were doing post-return of the Jedi, whereas, you know, Mandalorian could potentially keep being Din Solo adventures. I don't know how well, like, I don't know how much people would hold up with that, but, you know, it's like, there there's, there's now a web of shows that people can appear in that yeah. will be following this time period. The thing about Mandalorian, and, and that's what I'm particularly interested about in this next Boba episode, is if we're going to go and enlist his help, let's say, we still don't know yet what's going on with the way that ended as far as the hierarchy on Mandalore goes. And it is such a huge deal in all of the canon, especially animation shows with this Darksaber. Like, it is such a huge deal to, the, to, to Mandalorians yeah. and being on the throne of Mandalore and all these things. and. It's something where I we know that they, that Bo-Katan, and, and they don't like Boba because Boba's, it's like treasonous. He's wearing Mandalore armor that right. was stolen, right? And so it's, and it's the ultimate sign of disrespect. So I can't imagine them wanting to help 
him, but also they would follow whoever is, you know, wielding the black saber, which is Din. And it's like, I don't think he has any interest in necessarily leading, but if he still has it at this point, because I don't think Bo would just take it back. You have to earn it. So it's this thing where I don't know. And so it's interesting to see. I think that it could get really political. Yeah, I... <clears throat> I don't know why, but my gut is saying that it's Din is not going to cameo. I feel like they're like teasing us or red herringing us. I could be very wrong, you know, in part because I don't pay as much attention or I don't pay as close attention to the show. But I just feel like if he does, I, I don't know. I just it seems like a chance to introduce less complicated bounty hunters or whoever it may be, right? Like that you can buy off with credits just because you, you're, we haven't addressed the fact that he's wearing stolen or you know disgraced. Mandalorian Beskar armor and stuff like that like it, it'd be it, I'd need like a two-hour episode right to to sort of cram this in I mean they could do it in one and do a cliffhanger well, whatever it, like, it is but it, I just it came up but it wasn't it like, did but it hasn't it like the, the significance of it has, yeah. does not feel like given how much the Mandalorian focused on the traditions and the you know all that yeah. stuff and and ironically Book of Boba Fett's focusing on like sand people traditions and other things you know just the the merging of the two feels like it would be a lot to take on for both shows because then you oh, know yeah no i i was saying that to mean that i think that mandalorian is going to go down that road not on oh both. Okay, okay i was meaning that i'm particularly interested if din is appearing here if he has the saber and if yeah they're, i guess they're listening to him even though they hate boba and they're coming and helping or if it's just din or or like you're saying if that music cue even though it's specifically mandalorian shows music if it was to say she's just talking about trying to hire bounty hunters because he's a bounty right. hunter, but it doesn't mean him. I also think that it's very plausible that they might go and try to free slash purchase a ton of gladiators. That's what and, I thought. And yeah. get make an army out of that and then free them. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Uh, because they've made it a point to talk about black, the fact that Black mm -hmm. Chrysanthemum is a gladiator. You know, yeah. they've mentioned it a couple of times. And that's something where if you knew who the character was, you already knew that. But in the show, it's like, well, why is it so important to keep saying that? You know? But yeah, I, I think Mandal. I was meaning the Mandalorian. I got gotcha, you. Very Games of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Okay, well, but even but I would even say I guess the thing for me is why I was sort of confused in my well, I'm still a little because I, I I realized I don't know when Boba Fett takes place versus the timeline of where we're at in Mandalorian. Well, like, obviously, this, yeah, because yeah, but also Boba Fett jumps around a little bit in time, right? We get flashbacks. We get how like because you know Fennec gets shot in the Mandalorian, and then in this we're seeing her get repaired. So it's like. Yeah. You know, I don't know how far Din has progressed in his assimilation in back into Mandalorian culture or, you know, whatever the power grabs are. So I just think it would be very complicated to, like, have him pop up and, yeah. you know, be like, hey, that you know, he's jumped. Even if we've jumped ahead six months in time, that's a lot. And it's, a, it's also possibly a very smart tease to get us to force people to watch Book of Boba Fett because they'll either have to catch up or, they'll, you know, they'll be really invested as it, it'll lead into next season of Mandalorian. But... I just am like, that's a, that's a lot to bite off in one, you know, go. Yeah. They could do it. They're, you know. I think as far as timeline goes, it's my, my understanding would be, you know, obviously when, because Mando starts five years after, I guess I don't know exactly how much time took place during the first two seasons of Mandalorian. Right. But we know that Boba finds Fennec in the first season. So that finding Fennec was at least five, five years after Return of the Jedi, which means I don't know how much time he spent with the Tuscans. But there's five years since he since he got eaten by the Sarlacc to where he finds Fennec, at least for right. us, right? And then beyond that, it was my understanding because he has his ship back 
in mm-hmm. Mando, right? We see it in Mandalorian season two. And when Boba and, and uh, Fennec are there helping and kicking ass at the end of season two, it's so close to the end of season two mm-hmm. that to me, Mandalorian ends and then them going and killing Bib Fortuna and taking the throne, Jabba's throne, to me is like right after Mando season two. So to me, the present day Boba Fett, I'll call it present day that we're watching, yeah. is after yeah. everything we've seen in Mandalorian. But I don't know if that's right. Because I'm like, oh, did more time jump? Yeah, you yeah. know, are we it could be yeah. two years in the future? Are we, we six could be, months after we've killed Bib, it could be you know, two like, weeks are we after. whatever? Yeah, right, exactly. No are we an hour and a half after? Like, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Has he made it back to Mandalore? Do we know? <laughs> or, right. Or so anyway, I just, that, that, that to me is like a, a, you know, ambitious. It's ambitious if they end up doing it. Mm-hmm. No, it totally is. I just feel like that music cue, it could be, again, saying, oh, we're just going to go get hired muscle and that's going to be in the form of bounty hunters. Or it could be like, we're going to try to get him and he's going to be like, F off, but you're not going to mm-hmm. see him on, on screen. <laughs> Whatever it means, I think it would be like really like cruel to be like, we <laughs> we teased the direct theme very clearly to this guy or the show, you know, whatever. And then to not have it at all, I think would be weird. But yeah, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, who knows? The thing is, is like, I feel like they know that we look at these and we we go through with a fine-tooth comb for every episode so i think they're intentional about it regardless of what happens it was intentional so it it feels like it has to mean something you know and which is why i hope it doesn't you know just just because if it means something every time then it's like i don't know anyway well then we can't trust them I love Easter eggs. But I want surprises sometimes, you know? Like, I don't want everything to always be predictable, which I do feel like a lot of the things in Boba Fett have felt predictable. Yeah, I've talked about that with a friend too, where I was like, I feel like what's funny is, even though I'm loving it, nothing nothing is happening that I'm, like, not expecting or thinking might happen, right? Well, because we haven't moved the the present-day story much yeah it hasn't moved right right Right. so all we've been doing at this point is setting up i hope we're just setting up what happens next and so you know i mean i hope i hope we get to it you know just more (laughs) vespa chases that's all it's gonna be (laughs) i'm gonna be i'm gonna be pretty pissed if we go nowhere with all this new knowledge but with vespa but um yeah Exactly. Like I need that. I'm sorry I need it. Okay. And um I need to see them messed up and they're shiny colors. And like but yeah, I'm just I think we're all just waiting for the story to sort of the future, the present story to move forward. And I think that that was the clue. At the very least, I think that's a clue that sets us on a path towards Mandalorian. Now whether, you know, and and that next season, whether or not I mean, hopefully we get some satisfaction there because you know the, the flashbacks haven't been my favorite part well actually i mean i, love I was gonna say you things, said your favorite so i just about the love the tuscan thing so <laughs> yeah. i can't say that so i'm a liar but i i want i, I do really want to know what happens you know i want to yeah. see present day move forward sure. i think that's the thing is that, that what what could be cool is you know this episode we did finally come to present day in the flashbacks so yeah i can't imagine and now he's out of the back to tank right he's he's mm-hmm. his, his scars are healed so it's like, and that seems to be where he's always having these memories. So it feels kind of like we were now going to see a present. I know we finally got that, like, yeah. you're healed now. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I just kind of assumed he was like sleeping yeah. in the back of the tank. That's or, what like, I thought and too. I couldn't like figure out like why he needed to, but maybe I just, I just assumed like his, I thought he was just, you know, I don't know, had some sort of 
ongoing medical issue that never gets <laughs> no that's what I thought as well because I, yeah that, that's absolutely what I was like it's the same as like a sleep apnea machine you know you yeah, just gotta just hook talking. into it I assume you know, barely survives because... the 12 hours awake <laughs> oh yeah see I assumed it was because of the sarlacc pit but I wasn't sure if it was a oh this is a limited you'll do this for a certain amount of days and then you'll be okay like Luke after yeah know, yeah cough but I wasn't sure if it was that, but I assumed it was from the Sarlacc pit. But yeah, I mean, I don't no, know. No, I assumed so that. too, kind of. But then I was like, I thought that maybe is since we kept is seeing it. Is it like keeping it, him thought, alive versus healing? Yeah. Right, and I was right, like, all right, right, well, maybe he just has some sort of like recurring disability that he has to like fix every night or whatever. Yeah. Because when I've come across back to tanks in, and it's mostly in the books, actually, I think it just feels like you spend an hour in a box of tank and suddenly you're like 100% and everyone's happy, you mm-hmm. know? It's a narrative tool to basically fix the yeah. character and move forward. It's right, like an know? oxygen bar after a heavy night of drinking. <laughs> an IV trip, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, I was like, I, was like, like yes. I just kind of never assumed ever... it took very long. And I guess it makes sense that it would. I just, you know, I don't know. In, in yeah. the books, it's always like, someone gets them back and saying, the next time you see them, they're fine. And let's, you know. Yeah, yeah healing seems relative in uh, the world of Star Wars. Well, all right. I guess we'll just see what happens this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And I agree with, you know, my final thought, I guess, because I, I agree with both of what you're saying about the, the Easter egg slash I want some surprises. And I'm like, I like an Easter egg, but I'm like, yeah, it would be really cool just to have a surprise. What I don't like is a fake out. And that's right. that's where it would get irritating if, if there's sure. no even mention of it. You know, it's like when you play the music, you know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that's where I'm kind of landing. So we'll see. All right. <laughs> switching switching gears so aggressively more importantly more importantly the most important thing we've watched ever brazen on netflix i gotta i gotta admit so it's virtual sundance right now and i've watched (laughs) 20 movies in the last 72 hours and my brain is just completely mush but this was i watched this right before we recorded because i was like, oh my God, I forgot. To- I started watching it after we talked about it last week and then I fell asleep. And so I was like, oh no, I actually have to watch. I forgot we were Ow. doing it. Um, <laughs> but this this is what I will say because I've been watching all these super heavy, self-serious, you know, well-produced for the most part, Sundance indie films. Watching this was almost a fun break <laughs> from those. <laughs> but I, I mean, say I'm them. really happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> I just want to say you're welcome to both. Of yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Matt and I watched this. A, uh, I will admit to um, having been in my past uh, and a very big Nora Roberts fan. So when I was first, you know, um, discovering romance novels, she's you know a big name in romance novels and and does a whole lot of stuff. And I, I've honestly read. I mean probably a hundred of her books maybe more impressive um because a she's hundred she's she's prolific yeah like i was gonna she, say yeah she, she, have it, she out, has like, a new one out almost three times a year so and i there was she'd been writing since the 80s so there was plenty of backlog when i was like voraciously like just going through them devouring yeah i had literally two bookcases full of just nora roberts paperback novels so um, I wanted to ask you this because you, I knew you were familiar with her. So I always assumed that she was more of a, a fluffy nope, no. romance writer. But so is she like a mystery murder romance thriller? Okay, that makes she has like sense. two. So the reason why she has like three books out a year is there's like yeah. one that's, you know, she comes out with one that's kind of fantasy 
or not not full fantasy, but I, I, what is it called? Where it's like uh, one step from modern, like one step from reality. Getting the whole yeah. genre's name. Uh, but basically, like, you know, they have magical powers. You know, there's like a family of witches or like, you know, something like that, right? Sure. But they live in our world. Okay. okay. So there's like one step from reality, but there's like, or there's like a legend about a key and they have to go find it or whatever. I don't know. And then there's like books where she takes like an entire family tree, like the McGregors, for example, and writes, you know, 30 books about every single person that is a McGregor. And you get to see all of their love stories. Are those like and moderns? Then, I'm assuming Scottish stories. Or are those like Highlander? Yeah, modern, yeah they're, they live in Maine, mostly. <laughs> McGregors, you know. They I was not from, expecting that as the answer, but okay. Like, they move they the entire population of Maine? yeah and they all move around and like there's like senator you know like i mean whatever and then and then she has her crime thriller ones where it's like a murder mystery and then the woman is falling in love with like the investigator the protector the you know like whatever um and so brazen Brazen. is sort of part of that like line of of spoiler alert yeah okay that makes more sense. Which is why everyone kind of believes that she has like a workshop of writers that work for her. And it's like a mm. pin name of sorts in the, in the, uh, because she has a very varied line of, of novels. But a lot of them have a big mystery component. When you're reading them, you know, let's say you're reading a <laughs> main romance uh, and and then a crime thriller one. Are like the, the writing styles similar enough? Could you be like, yes, this is a Nora Roberts because well, I am intrigued by the like idea of there being a syndicate of <laughs> yeah, romance. She, yeah. An entire crime syndicate of Nora no, Roberts. Um, you know, I mean, they, they all have a very similar voice. And, okay. you know, and the reason why I kind of stopped uh, reading Nora Roberts, I haven't read a, a new Nora Roberts book, especially in a very long time, you know, probably 10 years, because they're very formulaic, right? You know right. exactly like what's going to happen at each milestone. And so they're very, they're very well paced. They're very well done. But it's it's a formula, right? Mm-hmm. And they all just she just sort of slots all the characters into the spots. Although doesn't that kind of apply to the genre in general? No, I wouldn't say that. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. What if, well what if Nora Roberts is the syndicate that performs. <laughs> I know. I would love it. No, I would love it so hard. I would love it so into it. Um Yeah. I'm keep in mind it's a long time ago. She's I mean, you know. Bantha tongues. It's all been a prelude. It's a prequel to yes, uh-huh. the formation of the Nora Roberts Syndicate. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the, the secret sixth crime family. So Brazen <laughs> is effectively a Star Wars film. Okay. This is, which is why <laughs> we're covering we've, it. We've gone, we've gone way farther than I expected to. Um, yeah. But my life feels like it's gone full circle in this conversation. Yes. So, so please. <laughs> everything, everything I love you know, exactly has just really... You- yeah, you've be. been exactly where you need to be at every moment in your life. Every yeah. moment so, in my life. And it really all leading to this. Leading, leading all led to, this. to this, leading this, to meet, this. this amazing <laughs> Alyssa. <laughs> I, I just want to know how. I mean, I have to say, I, I only heard about this because I'm an avid watcher of The View. And <laughs> I, I have no Which you've shame, said, you know, no, no shame in that. No. And uh, they had Alyssa on the show. And, you know, she's she's a good guest and she's good speaker and very this and that whatever and you know she's she's compelling enough and they uh they had to pretend they loved the movie and so they were pretending that and <laughs> i was like this seems like something we should watch and when i told jackie and i was like oh i guess it's a nora roberts but she goes oh, i love nora roberts and we we're like gonna hang out anyway and we we're like okay let's watch it 
And I knew um, that because like every adaptation of her books has been terrible. There's not been a yeah. single one. And and they've been adapted throughout because it's a she's a popular writer. Right? But you yeah. hadn't heard of it, right? So it's like, of course, yeah. you hadn't even heard this was happening. So right. no, of course, no it couldn't have been. And, and spoiler you know. alert, this didn't break the streak. <laughs> yeah. She's had one, like, lifetime movies made of some of the other ones. And it, always... it just felt very much like a lifetime yeah. movie on Netflix. Netflix. I was going to oh. say that. Like, it, it felt very very much like i'm just shocked that netflix purchased it because it I, feels- I was gonna say i wonder if lifetime and like hallmark or whatever or whoever had oxygen i have a funny story it. about this so i got this survey from netflix in my email and i like to fill out these surveys sometimes you know for services and things that i like because you know if you give your opinion then it, it weighs into their algorithms and decisions and all sure. that stuff they legitimately asked me probably 20 questions about this goddamn movie and i was like <laughs> And I, your, it was, your it took, them is so fun. I was just like, did you watch it again? No, I didn't. I didn't know you so, watched it because you watched it on my Netflix. Right. And so they asked, oh. like, they asked, like, what, you know, there was a list of movies and, like, mark the ones you've heard of. And I'm like, okay. Oh, so you checked uh, it out. Okay. Okay. And then, and then it was like, did you watch this? Did you watch that? And so for some reason, they fixated on the fact that I had watched Brazen. And, oh, like, you're the one. I know. I was just like, oh my god! I have watched and We need to find them and ask and why. Was like, and it was like, well, do you think the social commentary in it was good? And you can tell the questions were what just social commentary. Had nothing to do with the movie, and every were just like slotted in for like whatever show they had whatever. chosen, whatever. And so I'm like, look, guys, I, I legitimately at one point wrote, I was like, it's not that deep. It's like a lifetime movie, practically. I don't know why you guys even bought it, but here we are. You know. I I just imagine whoever it is was who advocated for the purchase of this film was like I have to find the five people who watched yeah. it and get a justification for per- you know like I hope no. they fill out this survey and so I can justify to my Netflix overlords why we bought this movie because yeah. they have it on record on on our Netflix accounts that we finished it too it wasn't yeah. just like oh, you no. know scared and turn off but yeah it just felt so it was so PG PG thirteen rated yeah and my favorite was I mean there were a couple of favorites but. When you're watching the dominatrix stuff, and it's just like when she's and she's like, I remember I had to rewind it. Remember Jackie? I was like, wait, look at this because you looked down at your phone. I was like, you can't miss this. And she's like using the whip and stuff, and she's wearing like the most clothing I've ever seen anyone wear. And it's this thing where I'm just like, how is there's no world where you're making money acting as a dominatrix and you are so covered up in this weird dress? I like, mean, look, you're just not. It's not the case. They could, they, let's not kink you know somebody could have that kink and and she's just like whipping the camera and being like stop it and it's like okay I'm sorry could they not have done any research with a real dominatrix and figured out something more interesting <laughs> that would have taken a good minute you know? on like Netflix a- that I oh my god I'm forgetting the name of there's a show on Netflix about a dominatrix um, there's a couple right there's one about a guy who sort of becomes a was it a guy? Oh and yeah, yeah. It was like friends with that. a girl. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. He's fr- yeah, yeah. But it's like a it's like a weird fifteen minute show. Yeah, like it's not like I liked it, and then it, I haven't seen it ever again. So I don't know what happened. But uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Regardless, there's plenty out there. Even if you don't want to talk to a real uh, dominatrix to figure out what you should be doing there, but it made me feel like Alyssa Milano, who clearly had gained some weight, and I'm not saying that to say that she shouldn't she's she's getting older we've all survived a pandemic there's you know uh, i'm not saying she looked ugly but i think that she was trying to cover herself up 
instead of you well, know, I was talking about my sister. It wasn't even her. I mean, when she when no, she but they, on the bench, it's like, oh my god. But this, I'm talking about the sister. Yeah, the and sister. I'm like, she was the one making a like. Alyssa had to be like, oh, let me go ahead and go on here and pretend to be I will be the bait. <laughs> like her sister was making money doing this. And I was like, there's no world. It's just not, a, it's just not possible. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with that because you, if the internet wants, there's a corner <laughs> of the internet that wants it. Let's be honest. But I, just I, just, I will say, you know, yeah. And so, I mean, obviously the dialogue was terrible. <laughs> They clearly didn't have any money. You know, the police station was a weird office building. It was a WeWork space, basically. (laughs) It felt so, it felt like they were in tech or something. And I was like, I don't know what's happening here. They like pinned up one badge on like a back corner, like, yes, no one will know. No one will know. (laughs) And it's completely like they took her to in, remember they're like interrogating someone in this glass room. Because <laughs> like anyone could watch them yeah. and see them with no recording or no anything. It's like okay, they blew all of their budget on whatever that like first event. I say that in quotes that we met Alyssa Milano's character at, where she's doing a reading, and they're this in this mm-hmm. bizarre atrium, and they're like, "Oh no, we blew the whole location's budget." Well, and honestly, and- what she was reading, I was like, "This is the worst writing I've ever heard of in my life," and she's supposed to be reading from her book. Uh- yeah. And then, yeah, I I was gonna, I wanted to, I wanted to let you bring up your favorite part. I didn't want to spoil it. Oh yes, my favorite part. And so we're (laughs) watching, and she's talking to like the janitor, and she has an umbrella, and she's standing there talking to the the guy, and she has an umbrella, and it's not raining. There are no droplets of water. Like no one's, you know, because he doesn't have an umbrella. He's sitting there and he's wearing like one of those outfits where you could clearly see if it was getting wet. It was you light know. colored. It was light Jackie. colored. It's about the prop work. And, and, and they clearly put the sound of rain in so you could they, hear the rain. The but the rain, rain. No, I did nowhere. not notice that at all. And then there was no rain anywhere. It was not on the, it was not on the garbage cans that they were standing next to. Like it was not raining. Well, I have a theory. I have a theory because there was some moisture on the street and the sidewalk ground and everything like that, right? So I think it had like... We did rewind because we so have to slightly, know what was fucking going on here. <laughs> yeah. I think it had ever so slightly started drizzling or raining it a little bit. Uh-huh. And I think that she was going into scene. She did her own hair and makeup for this whole film. Oh, 100%. And she went into scene. And by the off chance that it might start raining again, she had to have this umbrella. And for some reason, that's the only one they had on set, like whatever, because it wasn't even like a nice umbrella. It didn't look it, good. It was, it was terrible. <laughs> and she had this umbrella. And because they they literally had to go from that to the next. They probably filmed like six different scenes in a day in this movie, just running around these different places. And she had to be in that same hair and makeup. And it could not afford to get messed up at all. And then they were like, well, now it's weird. She's holding an umbrella the whole time. So they tried to go like, closer, tighter on the guy so you wouldn't think about it. But then they had to insert the Foley sounds of rain. I and think you've given this way too much credit <laughs> and thought that it. Luckily, I'm watching this because like they like why they put the rain soundtrack on. You know, they really tried to sell this rain, and it was not raining. And like, why are you doing this? Let's just. Why are you doing this? But I will also caveat that I am doing a just dry January situation, and so uh, I don't think Jackie wanted to partake on her all on her own. So we were completely sober. We oh, I was sober as well. Time. Yeah. And I, I do wish I wasn't. I wish I could have watched it in a time when I wasn't sober. I think it would have been even more fun, but I did laugh quite a bit. 
even sober. I mean, we were like crying laughing at the so, fact that it wasn't raining and she was like holding this umbrella and there was a rain track. <laughs> we were just like, I don't understand what's happening right now. At least give him an umbrella. Like at least <laughs> try to sell this a little bit, you know, no. but like, nope. And you don't, or just don't, like she can hold an umbrella because it looks like it might rain soon. And then just not put the rain soundtrack on. It was just the rain. The rain soundtrack was just which so cost money, which is why they can't afford any of the other things. Yeah, that they blew it all on that that rain. Yeah. Couldn't afford hair and makeup, but had to get the rain. So yeah. my rewind moment was basically the entire end of the film because <laughs> I don't know how we got for. I like I knew all along. I was like, okay, you know, spoiler alert. The sister is a teacher who is making money as a, domin- a web dominatrix after, and one of her students kills her. But I was like, how did we, like, was he trying to kill his mom, who's a senator as well? And then how did they get a warrant, but, like, he was missing? I don't, I don't understand the timeline of her being like, I'm going to be bait and log on to this web service and do a web stream. And then they show up. I, I don't understand what happened. And I watched it twice. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to say, I think you were trying to give it too much credit. I, okay, that's valid. That's valid feedback. I take that feedback. Because, you know, it, uh, <laughs> I think I, it's time we gave up and we were just like, we were like, you know what? It's not going to make sense. This movie isn't even here for us. You yeah, know, I, I, you know, because I'm guilty of doing that in many different scenes. I mean, I told you about my domination part, but then one of the other things was I was just enraged that they showed us a flash. She had her like Aragorn Two Towers moment where she's like, you know, she's like, oh, and then the pounds were cut and they went into the woods. Like, you know, she's like following yeah. Yeah, 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 her yeah. sister. But we're here. seeing, <laughs> and we're like, we see what happens to them. We see it. Like personally, we do. She doesn't, of course. Right. And so we see this intruder come in. We don't know who it is, but we see all the bodies, whatever he's, he kills her. And you go forward. And then as they're kind of going through and new people are kind of coming in, that could be suspects to her. The one kid is there and he's, you know, he's an overweight guy. I think it's the guy she might have been talking to in the, in the mm-hmm. novel. It was the rain guy, yeah. And he's, he's like, he's not a kid. He's the he's like editor. a grown adult. Yeah, calling him kid, yeah. but he's not. But a kid, I thought he was a kid but, too when they first yeah. show him because he's like in the right. corner staring at her. But he's suddenly like in her mind, maybe a suspect. And I understand that she might think that because she didn't see her sister die. But I'm like, but in in a book. You could maybe think that as the reader. I was just thinking, like, as a reader, I'm sure this is interesting. Well, well in, in as interesting as it could be, <laughs> I'm sure that this is something where, okay, oh, I wonder if it's him. But as the viewer, there's no world I was going to wonder if it was him. I saw the guy's body. It was not this guy. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, what is this casting? Like, it wasn't yeah. even like a known actor that we needed to see. It was just like the weirdest, just these decisions were like, you were not thinking about the viewer at all. But also yeah. at the same time, you were. You know? <laughs> yeah. So much. Yeah. So it was. It was, I mean, the body type was so different. <laughs> there was just no way that I was like, this is, that I'm going to think it could be this guy. <laughs> Speaking of the body type, though, because one of my notes, there are two lines that I wrote down. And one of them is when one of the, you know, other dominatrix or whatever web streamers gets attacked and survives. And she goes, his strength surprised me. He seemed young, like a teenager. And I'm like. He was wearing a blindfold or like a mask and a, you know, like how would you how would you be like that's definitely a teenager? A Especially surprisingly strong teenager attacking me. And then they like they they casted a bunch, you know, teenagers in the sense of Hollywood teenagers that are clearly 25 and up. Right. And so it's like, you know, they don't look like teenagers anyway. Right. But it was I was I was astounded by that line. And then the other line, which is my favorite. 
is when they finally, the, she and the cop finally hook up and he just goes, once isn't going to be enough. Uh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> it was like, they woke up on the couch and it was like, you guys like not adults. I know when he makes her sleep on the couch, I'm like, <laughs> like, I don't, and they're like cuddling on the couch. And I'm like, I'm sorry, adult people do not cuddle on the couch all night long. They go find the bed. <laughs> but I also really, I really, but I also really liked that. Like the introduction to her meeting him was like, her at like 1.30 p.m. going to yell out the window that he's being too loud using his saw in his backyard. That's like it's yeah. 1.30 in the afternoon or whatever. No, it's not it was, even the afternoon. It's the it like, morning. It was, you know, it's it like, like reasonable work hours. It was, it was like, when are you supposed to do that? And it was very – I thought he was being very nice, but he was just – it was very slow, like um, like short little snippets of using it. And it's like that was our introduction to her meeting this guy. It was like she was about to yell at this guy, but then she thought he was hot, so I'm going to go bring him coffee or whatever. Right. It was just – and I was and then I Google him. him. Yeah, exactly. And I and saw then him and, to his face. Well, and then, yeah, and do you remember? And when she's looking him up and finding out he's an officer or whatever, and it like it shows on the phone as she's looking up, you see it off to the side a little, and it's this like studio headshot of this. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> You know, and, and as he's being, and it's a, on an article about him. Yeah, like hero cop does whatever. Yeah. yeah, and it's like what the hell? And it just you know, but I laughed because I. Turn to Jackie right away and it's like, oh, it's hey, it's what's his face from the bold type, and I was like, oh, good, good, he's getting work, but is it? I don't know. Oh, is I it? don't know who. Not sure. I did not know who he was. I, I mean, he's I, just a love interest in the bold type, but okay, he's in a lot, but it's just you know, also a you know, a stellar show, but yeah, the bold type is actually great. It has okay. no, I was, I mean, I was half joking. It has its charms, but it's not okay. Great, I've never, but I, I did look up his filmography, and he's just in a, an excessive number of Lifetime movies. Which, <laughs> okay, that makes good. I mean, it's, it's a living. It really follows. It really. Yeah, it's, but also, I was like, oh, he looks a little like. I mean, we're again, we're trying not to be judgmental about looks and stuff like that, but he is a little melty for like he's he's aging out of the out of this yeah. lifetime, Love which is probably why he was in this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, sure. yeah, they're like, you can't play a Christmas prince anymore, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you have to move I just, on. I just really want to know the story though about how like Lifetime or Oxygen or anyone did pass on it because while it's awful, it's it does. It's, it feels it, like it's not like, so far different. It's than, very on brand for them, and so I was like, what standards did you evoke? to say i'm gonna get not do this and netflix is like oh we'll take it uh, i it's like i want to know the story I, that I'm maybe it wasn't that, bad enough <laughs> like i want i want a documentary about how this happened more I, than you I know want what? This I, I agree i completely agree i also just <laughs> like the cop there's the whole premise of it which i will you know you have to go all right well it's a ro- it's based on a romance novel we're, we're not exactly going for realism here but the fact that the police would be like yes this Actually, you know what? This is the entire premise of the show Castle, I think. So never mind. I take everything back. <laughs> Where the police are like, yes, we will, in, like, you know, allow a writer to be a consulting. Right. I do I do appreciate, though, in, in Castle, they just sort of hand wave it all the time because it's like, yeah, this is dumb, but we're going to yeah. keep doing it. So here we <laughs> are. Like, take it very seriously. And like, you know, the police chief just starts ignoring the detectives. And it's like, good job, lady. I, love yeah. I loved it. Uh, yeah. Castle's at least, Castle's much. I mean, obviously, we know it's much better than this, but it's self aware in a way that like this this oh, I've, I've never seen an episode of castle but uh, sure well, yes, it's more probably. self-aware than this okay <laughs> you know in uh, the way it's more self-aware that. they know That's they just totally basically fine. like yeah they wink at the camera you know kind of and it's like yeah. this doesn't no. think it's dumb no it like this thinks yeah. it was believable yeah all right so here's the question would you recommend this to anyone and if so who <laughs> i would recommend it to my sister really um on i recommended it to when- yeah. I was just saying on a night when she's 
with a friend having drinks or something. Like I would recommend it. Okay. Um, she thinks yeah. it's hysterical for that reason. Okay. I I have some friends that we all used to read Nora Roberts together, and we used to watch the really bad Lifetime Nora Roberts movies. So I recommended it to them because you know you gotta to, to laugh at. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm not recommending it as a good film to anyone. Oh, no, no, like, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's who knows? There might be someone out there who's like, well, "Oh as, my god!" I was gonna say, as we explained, I you know last week when we talked about this with you, I I almost recommended it to you and tried to be serious about it, and yeah, uh, just to see what you would say, but not in a serious way, thinking you'd like it. <laughs> so I, I can't imagine doing that. I know. I think I mentioned this, but my parents asked me if I'd okay. seen. It and I, I thought it was the new maybe like Sandra Bullock one or because you know or like Halle Berry had one called Bruised that just came out and so they're like oh have you seen Brazen I was like yeah yeah I think I you know it was whatever <laughs> and then when we finally started talking about it I had to like I didn't know how to bring it up but I you know what I did I was like oh yeah I never saw Brazen <laughs> like that's not I didn't I don't I don't uh, uh, no I, I did really interestingly. Wish. I had a couple of friends, like, so my friend group um, has, like, a a Slack channel where we talk about movies and, or, like, you know, different channels for different things. But we have a movie channel. And someone did post, and they were like, has anyone seen Brazen? I'm curious. And I was like, uh, I would vote stay away unless you want a good laugh. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you use Slack for that? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're, we need to, this pandemic needs to be over. <laughs> Oh, we had right. way before the pandemic. I just—it just feels like such a weirdly organized way to like it's. It makes sense, you know, but it just, I just—I associated it so much with work. I can see that, but it's like I—I I joined it before I ever had Slack at work, so it was kind of just like a chat room with different sure. like channels and stuff that you can That's post fair. in and chat with just your friends. That's fair. All right. Well, we we came, we saw, we conquered, we we survived brazen. <laughs> We've been through some stuff. We yeah. have been, and it's not, January's not even over. It's not. And we have yeah. been through. But to be honest, it's the fun kind of bad movie. Oh, like, yeah. It's, it's not like some of them where I'm like, please stay away. Like, do yourself a favor. Never, never ever sit down and watch this. This is something like, you know, if you want to have a few drinks, pop an edible, you know, yes. you can have a good time. Yeah. It was, uh, yep, we watched it. It was a movie. Yeah, it's a thing that exists. It's a movie. It's a finished <clears throat> movie that I'm exists. sure I've read this book. But Probably. it was so long ago and I didn't, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, speaking of watching things, what is everyone watching this week that we have not discussed already, obviously? I, well, it just started again on Friday, but I, my servant is back. Servant. Mm. I'm saying my, but it's called servant. <laughs> on, uh, I realize that people, not people always know what it is and they, they're going to look up thinking it's my servant. But servant on Apple TV Plus, I love it. And I, mm-hmm. you know, this is season three. And it wasn't the best premiere I've ever seen or anything like that. But it, as a show, if you're anybody who likes to dabble in horror, but specifically more of the suspenseful type of horror rather than like the egregious, just like pop out scares and gore, this is uh, it's you know it's good. It's it's the best thing I think M Night Shyamalan has done in the, in very recent years. I recommend. All right. I'm Jackie. shocked you don't like old. Um, I was just going to say, I was like, but, you know, <laughs> his masterpiece. As good as old. I mean, that's his, but that's his life's work. You know what I mean? Like this, yeah. this is oh, Old is to M. Night Shyamalan as brazen is to Nora Roberts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I mean that in such a good way. You know? Of course. In, such, in the very yeah. best way. Yeah. I'm, 
sorry to say I am still in my before the 90 days. I'm uh, so supportive fiance, of this. Um, whole, and I have not surfaced yet, so I don't have anything else to report except for that I am still watching that. But now we are in season five, so, you know, we're going to be climbing out soon. There's This is the last season of before, so then I have to move on to one of the other sister shows or... I don't know. Find something new. We'll see. Oh, don't you worry. There's plenty of there's plenty of excellent uh, follow up shows to watch. And I will say, so you've been, you know, you and I have been texting about it. And sometimes it takes me a few moments to be like, who is she talking about? Because you've <laughs> seen so much of it in such a short amount of time. Whereas yes. I've watched it over the years. I'm like, who? And then I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I've been having a very good time with watching the. <laughs> I don't know. That's the stupid shit people do, man. It's, it's, it's the best schadenfreude I think there is on television. Listen, I'm not, I'm not above a reality moment. I mean, you know, Dana, I'm sure you're caught up on. I'm not caught up on Salt Lake. But, okay. But just yeah. in general, I was going to say, you know, my trash pleasure of watching Real Housewives franchises. I mean, Salt Lake, as you know, so far. I think this last episode continues, but it just is like, it's delivered. Yes. I, I did not very, watch yeah. this weekend. Uh, I will say. I did watch, this is not my pick for the week, but I did start, um, Real Housewives of Johannesburg is on Discovery Plus, which has been interesting. Matt loves the international ones. Like he lives for, my favorite favorite is Melbourne. Melbourne. Oh, Melbourne is Melbourne. Gina, Gina from Melbourne is my, Gina is a, is a character, but it is interesting because Mm -hmm. I think I watched Auckland. Yeah. But but with uh, Johannesburg, it's interesting because like the production value is like an early, you know, every, when every franchise starts out, they don't invest as much because they're not sure if it's going to take off. But so, you know, and I think they filmed it, what, 2018 or something along those lines. Yeah. But there is there's definitely an interesting like race dynamic happening because there's one white woman and everyone else is, uh, you know, black. And it's it, it's just she she is such a character that it is it's kind of interesting to see how it plays out and then, but what i what i did watch this week is a uh, fraggle rock back to the rock on apple tv plus which is adorable okay i haven't done i was gonna check it out i have not done that yet yeah it's super fun it's super it's very positive and i don't know if it's bingeable i had to binge it for something but i it's a little intense to watch in in rapid succession but some of the concepts that they're dealing with are really complex and i feel like they do it in a really clever way like there's there's one episode that's literally essentially about the perils of social media and like echo chambers and i mean it doesn't bring up social media but it's it, it takes place in a literal echo chamber. And I had one of those sort of like brain explosion moments where I was like, oh my God, this is about Facebook. <laughs> like, and they talk about, you know, facts and feelings and they're not the same. I was like, oh my God. We love it. It, it was next yeah. generation better. That's the best kind of kid content, you know. I it really mean, love, I mean, I've, I've, I've been meaning to check it out because I love, I loved Fraggle Rock as a kid. Like I was very, very into Fraggle Rock. Yes, it is uh, wholesome and funny, and there's a lot of jokes that I think adults will, like, you know, none of us have kids, and I think it's perfectly watchable for any of us, as opposed to some of the other shows that are family-inclusive, yeah. that can be sometimes a little more challenging. Yeah, so Fraggle Rock, back to the rock. Nice. Didn't you get to talk to some Fraggles? I did, I talked, <laughs> and they didn't tell us that we were talking to the Fraggles until, like, two days before, and so I was like, I had all these questions for people they're like bt dubs you're talking to fraggles i was like oh Oh, how fun yes i know uh, i thought i saw it and i thought it was the cutest thing i talked to (laughs) oh i talked to moki and (laughs) wembley 
Nope. But it's a really, it's an adorable show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. On Apple TV Plus. I will also sneak preview and say uh, the after party starts this week on Apple TV Plus. I'm turning into a you, Matt. I'm turning you into are, a con- I'm like a convert really, for Apple TV Plus. I'm, like I'm really excited pressure. about Gilded Age starts tonight on mm-hmm. HBO Max. Oh, yeah. I'm from super stoked Downton people, right? Mm-hmm. And then also. Yeah, and uh, what's her face? Yeah. Christine Bransky, right? Christine Bransky. And then Danae Binton, who was originally on Broadway for Hamilton. Nathan Lane is in it. <laughs> Listen. Huh. Anyway, excited. The first episode is like an hour and a half, so it's a commitment, but I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I, I will be. I will probably take a break from that and watch it later. And there's also the A&E docuseries about uh, Playboy Hugh Hefner, which I'm also stoked about. Yeah. I was a big fan of Girl Next Door, which is a reality TV show about Playboy bunnies from 90s, early 2000s. I don't I think early 2000s. 2000s yeah. yeah. But it was a long time ago and only a couple of seasons. And, and so I'm excited about that one, too. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this week. Thank you both. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt. And now a couple of follow-up points. So as for freeing the Banthas... Uh, it's not from Lassie or Old Yeller, and the most accurate thing, aside from maybe Free Willy I can think of in terms of references, is actually the Harry and the Hendersons goodbye with John Lithgow. And then as for where does Book of Boba Fett take place versus The Mandalorian, so the present day, and I say that in quotes, of Book of Boba Fett is happening supposedly at the same time as Mandalorian, let's say season two is happening, so it's nine years ABY, which is after the Battle of Yavin, so it's five years after the Return of the Jedi, so they are taking place concurrently, we just don't know where Mandalorian season three is going to go, and Book of Boba Fett is going to propel us into a time jump or whatever it may be, so... Eh, we'll have to wait and see. And then as for Brazen, so Nora Roberts is a ridiculously prolific writer because she also publishes books under the name J.D. Robb. She publishes four to five books a year combined between those two personas. Uh, and she writes paranormal romance, which I think is what Jackie was referring to, as well as historical romance, suspense, sometimes sci-fi, sometimes I guess you're just run-of-the-mill romances. And then the other Netflix thing we were referring to that uh, features a a dominatrix in the storyline is a show called Bonding. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.